So good morning, everyone. Welcome to our first virtual distance, socially distanced podcast. <laughs> this is Emac and Emac. Oh, this is weird. I'm used to seeing Ming and the mics and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so welcome to Emac Podcast and Coffee. We have, um, I, I'm, I think there's a lot of new people joining us today because we are, um, so many people are off. They just said, hey, let's watch this. So let's, I'm in Jennifer Eckhoff, the executive director for the Eastern Monmouth Area Chamber of Commerce. I have my co-host today is Kendra O'Connor from Envoy Creative Services. And our guest is John Calli from Trinity Worldwide Technologies. Hi there. So, <laughs> and uh, we have Ming Chen on our boards with us today, but he's not going to be on camera today. He doesn't want to be. He's hiding from us, but he's here with us. <laughs> Because because heaven knows John's got the technology, but Ming's got the technology for this. So he's the one that's hooked us up to everybody. And um, it's really pretty cool. So um, I wanted to let you guys know a little bit about what we've been doing since March. <laughs> Let's just say since maybe I say the world blew up. I don't know. Yeah, the, crazy. Normal, whatever you want to call it. But um, so EMAC. It's kind of, you know, what what we normally do is bring people together face-to-face. -to -face. That's been our big marketing push. We've, you know, you make the best connections when you actually meet people, get to know people, see their faces, talk to them. Um, and that's a little bit harder now. So what EMAC has done to kind of help keep our businesses and guests um, connected is we are having programs twice a week. Uh, they're done through Zoom. We have one on Mondays at 1130. And then we have one on Thursdays at four. Um, the one in the mornings on Mondays are a little bit more serious. Um, it's a strict, straight presentation, um, Q&A afterwards on Zoom. And then our four o'clocks are kind of designated as our little happy hour. So we try to have a little bit more upbeat presentation, um, upbeat conversation. We bring our own snacks and beverages. You can read into that however you want at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. Um, I know in, in college, four o'clock on an afternoon on a Thursday was happy hour. So, you know, we're trying to have a happy hour. So that's kind of what we've been doing. <clears throat> One of the things we've done internally is we have updated our website. <clears throat> the amount of information that's coming through from everybody with the governor's announcements, the president's announcements, um, you know, all the, the, you know, information out there is so much to, read through and go through and maintain. And I felt I was not the right person to decide who was it, what was important and what was not. Um, I feel like my job and our job at the chamber is just to provide the information. So I am getting daily updates from the state chamber, um, from MODC, from Red Bank River Center, and I'm letting them do all the work. And then I'm posting it on our website for all of you to read and sort through yourself. So um, we added a new page on our website called News. So you can go to that page um, and see what um, what what's come out in the last day, um, updates, anything like that, any information, um, <clears throat> press releases. Going forward, when we come out of this, it's going to be a new format for we get a lot of press releases. So it'll be a place where press releases will go. Um, one of the other things we're doing is we're trying to, um, for example, we have a... Um, company ServePro, who is getting ready to launch um, first first Fridays. The Friday, I think that's what they're calling it. I might have it wrong. But anyway, what they're doing is for 
they're offering to clean the cars of all um, medical medical frontline people um, on Fridays. So they're, they've announced that. So beyond sending out an e-blast like we would normally do, we have something called hot deals. And you can go on, you can search Serve Pro, you can see what, or go into, if you go into our member information center, those hot deals are out there. Um, I'm still working on how to get it out for everybody. But so if, if you have something that you're doing as a member of the chamber that you're doing that's different than your normal, um, different hours, different services, curbside, takeout, pickup, um, place an order, get it delivered, whatever. And it doesn't necessarily mean food. I know pharmacies are doing this, all sorts of other things. Um, let us know. Check out the news page. Send us a press release of some sort. We're going to try to get it out there as best as we can. So it's it's how we can help our, our members um, and then how we can provide all that information out to anybody who happens to be visiting our website. Um, so that's kind of where we are um, getting used to this. Kendra, do you have anything to add to that? Because I know you've been posting a lot more on social media for us. Yes. I mean, I think now social media, as everyone knows, is is king because it's the best way to get in touch with people. Um, so we've definitely been busy doing that just for EMAC. And, and you and I were talking before we went on about the networking event we had yesterday at four o'clock, which... For anybody out there, I was kind of like, hmm, you know, I wasn't sure how well this was going to work out. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, we had so many people. Everybody was talking. Everybody, it, it really felt like a nice get-together moment where people talked about how they were feeling right now. And not like, you know, kumbaya stuff, but talking about the real stuff of, you know, this is what's going on. It's frustrating or this. And I really felt that it was very helpful. And I felt there was a lot of nice camaraderie. So I think that what you guys are doing these two times a week um, I think it's really helpful and, and shows how useful that EMAC can be. Thank you. We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, Kendra, to help with our members, too, you've increased the members, member days. Have you the days you're putting our members out on social media? Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes. Three days a week. Now, we were doing um, uh, member Mondays, but we've blown that out and now um, at your suggestion, three days a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we're spotlighting a member because um, really, when I say we, it was Jennifer really felt that now is the time to really be shining a light on as many members as possible since people can't be out and about to remind people, hey, this business is here, that business is here. So I think that's a great idea as well. So tell us, can you tell everybody exactly how to find us on social media? Because I'm not want to be the one responsible for that. <laughs> Hence why Kendra is our social media person, because I don't do that well. Well, our tag across everything is at EMACNJ. So Facebook, you can find us at EMACNJ, Twitter at EMACNJ, and also on Instagram. And then on LinkedIn, they don't give you that. So you just have to search Eastern Mammoth Area Chamber of Commerce. But we have everything posting on everything, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, everything's going out across all platforms. So that's great. So and, it, and you are really good at responding. So if somebody likes it or tags, tags us in something, you're going to get that out there, too, as well. So which is really it's 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 awesome. Yeah. And, you know, that's a good point. If there are businesses, EMAC businesses out there, because we try, you know, keep it to our, our EMAC group. If you have news, if there's something that you're doing, tag us and, and we'll, we'll be sure to like and share it. If we see that an EMAC member is doing something. 
to help the community or is running a sale or is doing something, tag EMAC at EMACNJ. Tag us and we will share. We'll like and share it and help you promote yourself as well. Great. Thanks. So, John, you've been very quiet for the beginning. <laughs> I didn't give you a chance to say hello. So, John also is another saving grace of EMAC, I would like you all to know. Um, Trinity Technologist provides all of our IT. Um, and because he's so forward thinking, he made it very easy for me to move my office back to the house. He had already had me set up on stuff that I needed. Um, so it, it, and we actually had had a dry run when we had mold in our office in December and worked out of my house for a month. <laughs> but at that point, my staff was coming with me. Um, and we were all working out of my house. So now, um, we're all working remotely. And, um, John, I know you're going to talk about a couple tips, but I want to tell you that Slack is awesome. Love and Slack. So I know you're going to tell everybody about that. And, um, <laughs> you know, so do you want to get started a little bit, John? And just, I know we're going to do some sure. give and take, but I know that you, you know, I know everybody wants to know you're really going to talk to us about setting up your home office, yeah. um, you know, and how to prepare for your, the right thing so that you don't get Zoom bombed or the new Zoom bombing. Yeah. So, um, so well, you know, the first thing to say is, uh, you know, everybody's used to going into an office. So it's, it's kind of neat to be able to work out of your home. Uh, you know, a lot of people in my company were set up to work remotely together. So we've been using a lot of these tools and a lot of these things for quite a long time. And we've kind of perfected it a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, working at home, you know, if you're an introvert, it could be great. <laughs> you know, you don't have to go into the office every day and meet people, talk to them. Uh, it's kind of nice because you, uh, you know, you can work from home in your own bedroom, like, like Jen is right there. <laughs> Me and Cody. <laughs> you and Cody, right. And, uh, so it's kind of neat. Uh, but when you're setting up, you know, usually, uh, you know, people have worked from home from time to time in the past. You know, you can easily take something home, work on it at home, sometimes remotely connect to the office, things like that. But your the workspace that you have set up at home to do that is probably, you know, it could be in your kitchen or living room or somewhere where it's comfortable just for, you know, a half hour to an hour. But uh, now when you're home for eight hours a day working or longer, um, it, it, you really have to think about the space that you're setting up because, and I wanted to cover this first because it is pretty important. Um, as an example, uh, my wife um, does work at night, you know, for an hour or two each night, and she usually sits in the kitchen or somewhere like that. But when now she's doing, you know, 10, 12 hour days, um, you know, she first set up in our living room uh, where we have a table in um you know, she set up her stuff there, but she didn't realize that her mouse was like above the 90 degree that you're supposed to keep with your elbows. And the next morning she woke up injured. Well, you know, you don't realize that you're straining all day or you're not looking straight ahead, you know, at eye level at your monitor because you're working in a different, in a different space. And over time, if you're sitting there, you don't realize that that could really affect your body um, and you can get aches and pains where you never had them before trying to figure out where they were. So, um, you know, so it's important, to, you know, ergonomically, it's important to be comfortable with a good chair, you know, a separate keyboard monitor and mouse if you're using a laptop because laptops are usually lower, you know, set your laptop up on something so your screen is at eye level. Just, 
things like that, you know, common sense things, good posture, um, and don't sit for, you know, hours on end, get up, uh, take, you know, stand up, walk around a little bit, uh, get some fresh air, you know, go out for a couple of minutes just to keep moving. Because when you're in an office environment, you tend to get up and go talk to someone and then come back. When you're at home, you're sitting there, <laughs> you know, all your meetings are in one space. So you really have to get up and move around. So that's the important part. Yeah. Um, we're posting, I don't know if it there, but uh, I asked him to post a couple of links, uh, you know, talking yes. about your home economics, you know, ergonomics. I can't see it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he is. We've got your home office is an ergonomic time bomb. Here's how right. to make it better. Right. Uh, yeah, we have that up and we've got a bunch of uh, Ming is posting away with a lot of great. Yeah. So there's uh, one that's uh, 10, 10 tips for staying productive which is kind of nice. And it's basically says, you know, treat your home office like your work office in the sense of you preparing to go to work every day, you know, get up. You can see that Jen showered today, washed her hair. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, John. Yeah. (laughs) No, you have that dedicated workspace. That's not your bedroom, Jen. And, uh, I know, like, I know, but I have a small house. I might live in this, but I have a very small house. <laughs> and now, you know, you're like, like, like we were saying, like we were saying, when it was just me, I had an office, but now all of us are working from home and we all do different things. So it's not quite as easy as that. Anymore. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so that's the important part is to, you know, keep the, the schedule that you've been keeping. And the one the one item that I thought was pretty funny on this is make good food choices. You know, everybody <laughs> tends to like, you know, when you're home and you're thinking, you know, especially if you're working around the kitchen, it's easy to walk in, grab a bag of potato chips and munch on them all day. I mean, that's like the worst thing you can do. So, you know, have good, healthy food choices when you're working at home, keep to the eating schedule, things like that. So, so that's, you know, what I wanted to say about the ergonomics of the, of working at home. So, um, I don't know if I just have to interrupt you and say, don't get in the podcast studio. Is that like, what? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm I'm so used to looking in the podcast studio at all the little things. I don't get distracted anymore. This thing is like out of control over here. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone from EMAC, meet Cody. Okay. Anyway, sorry, John, go ahead. No, that's all right. So, well, John, uh, I was I was yeah, going to ask you, I think the big thing everybody's talking about is the Zoom, the Zoom bombs and things yeah. and cybersecurity. And what should people think about now when it comes to cybersecurity in their home? Yeah. So, um, you know, the fr- first thing I want to talk about is, you know, cybersecurity is important. Um, you know, the, the motto is detect before you before infect. In other words, you want to make sure your home environment, IT environment is safe. So let's just say you're home and you're using your home PC, right? The one that you would typically use. Um, you know, before you connect it to any office networks or do anything like that, you want to, you know, just make sure that your Windows is patched, you've run a virus scan, you're doing a full backup on your home laptop, which very few people tend to do. Because when you're creating documents and working, you want to make sure that everything is backed up because you don't want to lose the work you're doing. And then, you know, after, you know, a couple of weeks after you start, your hard drive dies, which is kind of funny because mine did yesterday. Um, Not funny. Not funny at all. I know. So it took a couple of hours for us to get it back and everything back up and working again. But 
you know, it's important to, to do a complete backup at the beginning and to run regular backups as you go. Um, a couple other things I wanted to mention is uh, when you're accessing things, use two-factor authentication wherever it's offered or possible. I say that all the time in every one of the talks I give because it's the safest thing you can do when you're logging into things. And, and just um, it's especially important if you're connecting to your office network. Um, you want to make sure that two-factor authentic, you, you do have a two-factor authentication uh, method to connect um, rather than just logging in. Uh, it keeps, if your credentials get compromised, it keeps people from logging in and, uh, you know, with your login and password. So there's things like that. And then passwords is another one. Um, yeah, that was know. one of the first things you taught me, John, passwords. Yeah. Boy, do I have fun with them now. <laughs> and, and, and unfortunately, I have, you know, I, I'm a kind of a password evangelist. I want to make sure that everybody's using long passwords, not necessarily too complex, but phrases instead of words. Um, it, it's just important to keep them long because it's harder to crack the longer they are. So, um, and that you have a different login and password for each site, which is the toughest for people uh, to do because everybody uses the same password everywhere. Uh, you want to make sure, you know, it, it, the, the statistic is everybody uses the same password on at least 13 sites. So you don't want to use that because if one gets compromised, all of those sites are compromised. Yeah. Um, so, so that's important. Uh, and there is going to be a there is a post that uh, uh, Andrew will post or somebody will post on uh, passwords. It, there'll be multiple articles under that post, uh, but you'll that, be able. That'll to be get, the one. That'll be the one called passwords. All you need to know about passwords. There you go. Yeah. So there's well, multiple articles. Well, Ming is actually already posting these in our comment section. So Good. as you are talking about them, they are coming up. So anyone who needs to know, we got it. Yeah, that's good. So, so that's really it. You want to prepare them. So you want, in summary, you want to prepare it. You want to back it up. You want to then use secure ways, you know, passwords and two-factor to access anything you're going to access. So uh, those are the most important things to do in terms of cybersecurity. I did want to mention uh, spam. Uh, you know, everybody gets spam email, whether it's your own personal account or not. If you're using your home PC and you're accessing your personal email account, um, people are usually a little less vigilant about, uh, you know, spam. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you are connected through a VPN, which we don't recommend to your office uh, location, and you open a spam email on your personal account, and it then infects that your PC, it can also then transfer to the office environment. So it's really important that you're very vigilant about uh, scanning not only the business email account for spam, but also your personal accounts. Uh, so it's just important. Um, you know, and the way you do that is you, you know, you have to carefully check who the sender is by look, by carefully scrutinizing the email address, uh, making, you know, looking at each letter because an R in an N could look like an M. This, and, and that's what scammers do is they, try to uh, register a URL that will look like the one, you know, that they're trying to spoof. Uh, just things like that, looking at the salutation, you know, the beer, whoever it is, uh, you wanna make sure that, you know, the, the language that they're using is typical of the language of the person who would be sending it. 
Um, you know, and you can, if there's any links involved, you can always hover over with your mouse and see where it's actually going. Uh, that's important. You can hover over a link with your mouse without clicking on it and it'll tell right. you where it's going. It'll tell you where it's going. It'll show up in a little pop-up thing. So you can easily see where it's going to go. You know, I don't recommend clicking on links anyway, but it is a good way to check to see if it's going to where you think it might be going. So you said you don't recommend clicking on links. So are you That's saying right. that um, all these links that Ming's putting up, um, we shouldn't copy and paste and put into our eight? I mean, like, not well, because yours are are good, but in general, yeah. you should retype it? Uh, well, you shouldn't retype the link necessarily, but you want to make sure that the link is going to the website that you expect to go okay. to. So if you're getting an email from American Express and you're not sure, and it says click here to change your password, and you hover over that click here, you'll see it's not going to American Express because they'll never ask you to change your password using a link in an email, things like that. So okay. you just, you just, it's always best uh, if you're getting an email from a bank or any any uh, vendor that you're using to go to their website, log in as you, and then do any work that they're asking you to do, as opposed to clicking on a link and having the link take you there. Yes, it could be more convenient if it's actually from them, but that's a security risk because you really don't know in the end where it's going. And before we move on, I think we did answer this, but since she did post a comment, Deb Bowler asked, yeah. does opening a spam email to see if it's legit infectious or only if you click on the link? And I believe the answer is only if you click on the link or is it once you open the spam? No, you can. I mean, I can't say that as a rule, you can open the email. Typically, you can. Uh, what I do is I use the preview and outlook because I look at my email through Outlook, so it previews into the side screen, and I can see it before I actually open it. Uh, and, and you can also hover over the links in the preview and see where they're going. So that's, that's a great tip. I, I never do. thought of that to yeah. look at it in the preview pane. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's why we love him, Kendra. He's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, I one quick question. So if there are people yeah. at home working from home offices and they think, Maybe I should just run a general virus scan, just do a check. Is there yeah. anything you recommend? Any comp any types? Well, we I mean, as a general rule, we recommend WebRoot as an email, as a as an antivirus program because it does malware and viruses. And it's a what I would call a second generation um antivirus in that you're not downloading um uh, stuff to keep it up to date. You don't need to do that. It it understands what's a virus and what isn't and what's malware and what isn't just by inspecting the file. So um, we like it for that reason. And it and it actually detects what I what I call zero day threats. And a zero day threat is let's just say there is something new out there that's a virus. If you have an older type. Uh, virus program, the vi antivirus maker has to develop the antidote for it, which is called a virus definition. And then you have to download that definition before you're protected against it. With WebRoot, it's, you know, because it's inspecting each file, you don't need to do that. There's no, um, you know, uh, virus definitions. It just knows by looking at a file. And more, more and more of the antivirus makers are going to that model because it's much more effective. 
But uh, we like WebRoot. It's been around for a long time. They built their antivirus on this principle where others like, uh, you know, uh, McAfee or uh, some of the others, they used to have the virus definition model. And now they're trying to catch up and, and use this. Um, John, uh, is WebRoot, will WebRoot work for PC and Mac? I'm not sure about Mac, honestly, but uh, it does work for PCs. Um, I can't remember if they have a, um, uh, you know, a, a Mac version or not. Yeah. But, but you do have a tech who's very Mac savvy. So that's right. I do. That you do have <laughs> one of them. And I would ask him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> um, so that's, you know, that's the story about uh, antivirus and spam. Uh, you know, and I always say, if you're ever in doubt, just delete the email. Um, I get a lot of people shooting me an email saying, hey, is this one real? And nine times out of 10, it's not. So, you know, it, the bad guys are getting very, very good at making you think it's real. And, and the way they do it is just like, you know, any marketing company would. You know, they throw something out there. They see if it's effective. If not, they keep tweaking it until it becomes more effective. And, and that's really what the bad guys are doing with uh, the spam email is they see how many people click. If they're not happy with the click rate, they keep tweaking it until more and more people click. So, you know, it's it's they're using artificial intelligence and these marketing techniques to get people to, to click on things. Sometimes if I get an email from, say, you know, it looks like my bank or you know something with my 401k, I'll just go like, you know, say they're advertising something i'll just i won't even go into the email but i'll just go to the website my bank's website and go look there and be yeah. like is this legit are they actually talking about this and a lot of times i'll find out that it was the bank but i'll check yeah. before i do that yeah it's always best to go to the website and yeah and, and the same thing when you're updating programs you know a lot of times you'll get a pop-up saying this has to be updated or you know you to stay on the latest version you never want to click on that pop-up or link what you want to do is go to the program itself open the program go to the update within the program because they all have them and mm -hmm. do the update that way it's the safest way that's great yeah cool. Okay. cool so yeah. um can i ask a quick question about fishing sure i don't understand fishing Okay. Yeah. I mean, I understand fishing. But I don't understand the fishing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, oh, or, and I, or wait, it's pahishing. Pahishing, yeah. Pahishing. Well, just, just so you know, one of my 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 uh, engineer who is the Mac person said, yes, we will work on that. So oh, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Um, then I'll call him on the side and say, so should I run it? Do you want me to run it now or what? You know? yeah, right, yeah, there you go. So, so, um, so you want to know what is fishing? So it's, it's like someone impersonating you. Uh, well, there's two things. There's one where people impersonate you, send an email to someone else to get them to respond back. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, a phishing email is one where they try to get you to do something, enter information in, just like we said, click on a link, um, provide information, uh, and it's not real. It's it's from a scammer trying to collect information, whether it's a login and password, whether it's personal information about you, 
And so you're going to get these emails that look legitimate that really aren't, and they're trying to get you to do something. They're socially engineered to make you think. There's usually some amount of, um, you know, they, they want you to do something quickly or in a hurry. Um, it could be, you know, any of those things. So it's it's just the hacker trying to get you to to do something. And uh, there is a uh, another link that should be posted on how to recognize a phishing attack. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, there's really good information in there on all the things you should be doing to identify whether an email is a fish or not. So when I get that little warning, when I get an email that says this person is out of your network, it, this might be phishing, report phishing. Yeah. But if it's not, it's sometimes just a reminder because I can tell by looking at it, it's someone that I can open the email from. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. just kind of a help, not a yeah. definite red flashing, bold warning. Don't open this. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. But you, but it, but it's it's a caution. I mean, you yeah. should be cautious. So, you know, it's, you always have to keep your guard up because in the end, we're all just human firewalls, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, we can put the technical firewalls, which are the hardware in place, but that doesn't stop everything. Right. So you're kind of the last line of defense before the internal network or your PC to get infected with malware or viruses. So uh, that's why we're, we do this. We try to educate and make all of our customers aware on, on the good thing, you know, the bad things and what to look for and how to identify these things. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Now I know what pahishing is. Pahishing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new word. You can find it in the EMAC dictionary, words by Jennifer. Um, it's, yeah. It'll be out for publication in a year or so, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, John, you must be pretty busy in the last week or so, right? I assume people are calling. Yeah, I'd say the last month or so for a lot of different reasons. But, yeah. uh, you know, many of our customers who are now forced to work at home, their employees are forced to work at home, you know, just getting them set up uh, so they can access their remotely their office environment. Um, so, uh, you know, some customers are already set up for that but needed expanded capability because there's more people working from home and other customers have not done that before. So we're setting them up to be able to work from home. So yeah, go ahead. Oh, for someone that, you know, someone can say, well, I have, I have a laptop. I don't need a company to come in and help me. But from a, from a perspective of what you do, what are some of the things that maybe people don't think about that you can help them do in their home? Yeah. So I mean, the big thing is if you're working at home with a laptop and you're self-contained, that's okay. But if you're trying to remotely access your office environment, because um, some some companies have industry-specific software they need to access, or and they can't do that in a self-contained environment at home, uh, or they have like QuickBooks as an example, where there's multiple people accessing QuickBooks at once. Um, and their QuickBooks is located, is resident on their server at work. So there's those kinds of issues where we help them set up so that they can securely access their office environment. You know, the big thing in doing that, everybody has heard of a VPN. Not too many people really understand what a VPN is. Um, and, and we don't necessarily recommend a VPN. We re- recommend... Um, using a remote desktop feature that's built into the Windows environment. Mm-hmm. And, and let me just explain the difference, okay? Because a lot of people don't know the difference. Uh, the real difference is 
when you have a VPN, what you're doing is you you have kind of a what what a VPN is. It's it's an encrypted uh, connection between your home and your office. Um, so what that does is when you connect to a VPN to your office environment, what it's doing is you're actually it's as if you're plugging your P, home PC you know, with a hard cord into a wall at your office uh, yeah. so that you're part of that environment now. There's, there's really no difference. So if, you, if your PC at home is infected, it's going to infect your office network. If, so, so there's some cons, big cons about that. What we like better is setting, I mean, in, in most cases, is setting up remote desktop connection, which is part of the Windows. And what it does is, it allows you connect to connect to your office computer if it's on and you're using your monitor keyboard and mouse in, in place of your office's monitor keyboard and mouse, but all of the processing is being done on your office PC. And it's good for a couple of reasons because we don't care about your home PC then because you can be infected, but it's not going to get transferred to the office environment. Um, as well as it's much faster than using a VPN because the only thing being transmitted on the over the internet is the keystrokes, the mouse clicks, and the uh, video, which is wow. a lot faster than trying to open up, say, a QuickBooks file, you know, remotely through a VPN because all of the data in the QuickBooks file has to be transferred oh, over okay. the like it, comes, it comes over into your home and this way nothing is coming in it's all there right right well, exactly great. and you're just using you're just seeing screenshots and you're using your keyboard and mouse to operate your office uh, pc so it's much more effective and a lot more safe from a cyber security perspective now there's other things we can do to if you need a vpn but that's what we recommend, and especially for the short term like this. And, you know, we like remote desktop connection because it's built into Windows. It's easy to set up. Um, but um, there are other programs you've probably heard go to my PC or log me in or TeamViewer all do the same thing. So if you're, you know, that may be a way you can do it if, uh, you know, if you, if you don't have someone to set up remote desktop. I've heard people talk about VPNs for years. You are the first person to explain it to me clearly that I understand what the heck it is. That's Good. very simple. That's great. <laughs> but that's a great point about for people, especially who may be home for working from home the next month yeah. or two, it's something they should think about. Yeah, that's right. It's in, He actually answered that question for me the other day, <laughs> yesterday, because we was like, well, no, it doesn't apply to you because the way we set you up, you have your computer that goes to and from with you. Did it so? Yeah. He goes, plus that, and you, you well, I won't say what. <laughs> I'm not a, put it this way, I'm not a bank. I'm not a financial institution where there's right. that much information that could come from. That's right. <laughs> but that is not a challenge to you hackers. Leave me alone. Right. Yeah. There you go. So, so that's really the difference. So, um, you know, we like to set up remote access. That's a, one of the major tools we use when setting our customers up, you know, from home when they need to access their office IT environment, their, whether it's the files or their industry specific software, 
or anything like that. That's what we that's what we use is remote desktop connection. Or um, if they have an app server that we've set up for them, um, and I won't get into all of that because that's a whole other thing. But I think for most of the people that would watch this, one of these tools like LogMeIn, go to my PC, TeamViewer, or remote desktop connection would be the way to go. We did have one question about Eugenia. You asked if will web, Webroot slow down Mac? Doesn't I would um, not. I think no. only when you're running it, right? Or yeah, you know, I, I got to tell you, uh, Webroot is a the reason we like it not only for its capabilities, but also because it's very lightweight, meaning it doesn't slow down your PC or your Mac at all or very much it's not that noticeable at all if you use one of the other ones that we had mentioned whether it's mcafee or norton they i mean they're they're resource hogs and they really slow the processing down but we chose webroot because it's very fast so that's great good question yeah. great yeah, it is thanks you Dina. <laughs> She's one of our customers. Oh, all right. <laughs> you know, one of your yeah. other one of your other customers commented and said, um, Kevin McCormick, thank you, John, for setting yes. us up earlier to handle this situation. So yeah. you you really have yeah. done we, we did reach out to our customers very early on saying, let's prepare you for this. And you know, we did that with a lot of our customers. So we didn't have we didn't get slammed in the past week. <laughs> you know, so uh, it was <laughs> we knew it was coming and we tried to, you know, foresee those things. And that's one of the services we provide is to help you think ahead as to what might be needed ahead of time. So, that's good. yeah. Um, so that's so remote uh, remotely connecting to your office PC is a, one of the tools. There are two other ones I wanted to mention. One is um, instant messaging. Uh, Jan, you managed Slack before. You mentioned that. Yeah, um, so we've, we've used Slack now for quite a while, and it's great. Um, it's, it's kind of think of it as an instant messaging, uh, app. Um, but you, the nice part about it, not only can you instant message individuals within your own company, uh, but you can set up groups. So in our company, as an example, we have a group for engineering. We have a group for operations. Um, so that if I want to get something out to the engineers, I just can type a chat message and all of our engineers get it at once. Um, so you can set up groups like that. They're called channels within Slack. They're, it's awesome because there are so many different uh, things you can do with it. Um, actually, I wanted to get a link up there today and I didn't get a chance to yet, but we will be posting it on our website blog uh, resources uh, for Slack just did an update uh, about a week ago and expanded a lot of their capabilities. And this goes through some of the new features and functions that Slack can do. But it is a pretty effective way to keep in touch. I call it working together separately because, you know, we have it up, all of our engineers, all of our staff have it up throughout the day. And you don't have to pick up the phone to call. You don't have to write email. It replaces the email, a lot of emails that you would typically send to communicate. And if our engineers are working with a customer and they can't answer right away, you know, you, they can answer as soon as they hang up with a call. They can answer the question. You know, so it's it's pretty effective. It's a good way to work when you're working, uh, you know, remotely. We and actually, still feel like you're together. Go ahead. You know, it's funny in our small little office of Jill and I most of the time, um, yeah. you know, you do rely on those other people to even 
entertain yourself. So yeah. like not having Jill and then to have to pick up the phone and call her and like arrange for a time that we're going to go over everything that needs to be done. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, it has saved us a lot of time. Um, yeah. Even in, and what, what I think it was two days ago, you had me set it up. I think it was yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday we set it up. So we haven't been using it very long. And um, it's, it's great because we can immediately say, Oh, I just updated this. Oh, this is done. Or quick question. Do you remember? But then right. I am setting up different channels as I'm learning for, for um, our committees. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So like our committees can just, you don't have to, that way your inbox is not inundated right? with emails that's gotten a reply yes from reply all. You can see that everybody agrees right here on Slack. So if you have to do a, you know, it's, right. It, and I haven't figured it out yet, but it actually allows Slack actually will let you do a Zoom meeting right from Slack now. So I haven't figured yeah, that out yet. A Zoom so meeting, I'm, that's when it, yeah, you can, but you can also have uh, within Slack, you can make calls to each other, mm -hmm. just, you know. So it has a lot of capability and it's just really good. We, we love it. And, um, you know, Microsoft Teams is very similar. It's just a little more difficult for the average person to set up. Uh, Slack is a little easier to work that's with. That's why you gave me Slack because you yeah, know, that's I'm, right. I'm, I'm I know. Well, easy. that's right. But, but some of our customers are using Teams and they love it. Um, so the, the nice part about either of these tools is, you can limit it just to the workers within your company. If you're using a regular instant messenger like Facebook Messenger or something else, you know, people tend to get distracted because then you have everybody who's connected to that trying to instant message you because they see your own. Where this is just a company only, or you invite the people you want in within that Slack group. So, you know, you can limit it to the company and that way it's all business. You're not getting distracted with people um, messaging you from outside the company. So we had a comment from someone saying that uh, from Audrey D'Andrea, I hope I'm yep. saying your name right, yeah. uh, that you can <laughs> that you can have the app on your phone as well. She's you can. pointing that out. Yeah, that's a, a good point. point. Thank you. Yeah. So if you're out and about um, and people are slacking, you get a little buzz on your phone, you'll get alerted and you can open up you don't even have to open up the app. You can just click on it and you can see, you know, and you can reply right from your phone. So and Ming already put up the Slack on the Facebook page. So you guys can all just get Slack right now. Just click that. <laughs> that link I is know. okay to click. You can click that link. It'll be <laughs> Slack. It is. And it is free. Um, you know, there are some limitations in the sense of the history file, but that's one of the nice things about it is you can go back in time. And, and they do just limit you on space. So if you go over that limit, it just keeps deleting the end, which isn't that important. Unless you, if it is, and you just have a pay-for account where then it keeps all of the history. But so the pay-for account was minimal too, I think. Yeah, they're not expensive. Yeah. So it's it's really a good tool to use if you if you need something like that. And I think it's great during this time because again, it makes you feel like you're in your office because so, so you, you can easily communicate without having your inbox getting flooded with emails. You know, it's really funny because I type that to Jill. I go, Jill, just pretend this is me sitting in my office going, Jill. Right. There you go. <laughs> she there just, you go. types back, ha, 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 ha. You know, so it's yeah. like, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like virtually being right there with each other. Yeah. So, so then we come to uh, another tool, which is Zoom, which we're using today. And I, I know people must have been must have seen over the past couple of days that they're saying it's insecure. It's easily 
hacked and it is it's it's not you know up until the beginning of the week i would have said this is the tool to use because it's easy to set up it's easy to um use uh, most people can set it up pretty quickly um and you know people understand it easily um but there have been other tools out there that are i'm, I'm recommending today because zoom is uh, there are insecurities about it that have been pointed out just in the last couple of days. One of them, I'm sure people have heard of, but have probably forgotten about, is called WebEx. Um, and if you, um, it's 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 identical to Zoom in the sense that um, you can have a call just like we're having today. Um, you can see the video, same thing. Um, the nice part about WebEx now is they. Um, you know, they're trying to take advantage of this time as well. It's free. Uh, they're making it free now. And they've made it free up to 100 users, which I think is more than Slack now. I mean, I'm sorry, more than uh, Zoom. And um, they're not limiting your meeting time to 40 minutes. It's unlimited. So um, it's, you know, it is free. Uh, you can have up to 100 participants and you can have the meetings for as long as you want. You can do call-in audio just like you can with Zoom in the sense of uh, you can either do what we're doing today with headsets, with uh, Zoom. You can do that with WebEx or you can you have a number to call in and you can use your phone for the audio and the screen for the video. So um, it's, it's a pretty nice product. They're not limiting you to the number of meetings right now. Um, you know, they have uh, whiteboard, desktop and app sharing, sharing options. And, you know, they have some video conferencing features. So there's, there's, you know, it's so I would say, at least for the moment, that's what I would recommend. I mean, Zoom is good. It's easy to set up, but I would wait um, until they get their security issues taken care of. And I, I was reading something this week that said they're freezing all new features. And what they're doing is they're having all their developers work on um just the security of of the product so hopefully in the next 30 to 90 days they'll say okay we have our act together but until they do i would say sign up for webex and use webex um and then the last thing is just um uh just using conference calls um you know doing a conference call everybody is using freeconferencecall.com i don't particularly like that um We've, we've used it in the past. Um, the one I really like a lot and we started using a couple of years ago is called Uber Conference. Um, I like Uber Conference because there is a free, um, uh, it's free. Uh, they do have a free version, but I like the pay for version. Uh, we use it for our company every day. We have status meetings every day and I like it. Um, it's particular, it's very inexpensive, by the way. It's like $12 a month. Okay. But the reason I like it is because it has a feature where it will dial out to the participants. So everybody gets on the call at the same time, which is kind of nice because the biggest thing I hated about using other things was that, um, you, um, what happened was you'd get on a call and then you'd be waiting and waiting five, 10 minutes to buy while you're waiting people to join. It's just frustrating. Um, this is much more efficient and effective uh, if you um, go ahead and do the 
have it call out to the participants. It's easy to set up, very easy to do. And I think for $12 a month or whatever it is, it's well worth the time savings that you're going to have for everybody calling in when you do a conference call. So that's what I'm recommending for conference calls. And, and you don't have, you know, you have one regular telephone number to dial into. And if you have to pay for it, it's a local number. And uh, you don't have to dial these beating codes and everything else to, you know, it's just one number you're in, which is kind of nice. That's great. And Kevin McCormick just commented, great information. So, <laughs> we got a lot of, we got a lot of, I think we have more activity on this stream, Jennifer, than we've had in a while. Yeah, a lot well, more know, people commenting. Yeah, it's exciting. And I hope we have a lot more people listening too. And I want to thank Ming also. He's kicking butt getting this stuff. Yeah. yeah it took me good. till 940 to figure out how to turn it on on my other. <laughs> screen, but, you know, other than that, um, you know, that's why, that's why we have the tech people in our lives because we don't, I don't know how to do anything myself. Yeah. So what else do you have for us, John? Anything? Well, I always do a bonus, right? Oh, yeah. Yay. People may know this or they may not, but I really like this. Um, it's something, it's a very little known feature of PowerPoint that people may not know. Okay, there's something called PowerPoint broadcast. So if you have a PowerPoint presentation that you want to show to people, um, you know, remotely. So um, what you can do is um, it, within the, uh, the bar along PowerPoint, and there is a, a post that uh, I don't know if we put it up yet or not, but it's going up. It will tell you how to do this. But basically what you can do is once you have a PowerPoint presentation ready to go, uh, you can invite people. Uh, by sharing a link and, and get them, uh, you know, at a specified time. And what they would do is they'd be able to view your screen and you would control the PowerPoint presentation and you would use a conference call. They would call into a number and they would get their audio using the conference call, but you control the PowerPoint presentation just as if you were in the same room with them and you can give PowerPoint presentations. It's really That's effective, cool. very easy to use. A little, few people know about it, and I've used it, and I think it's great. So you, you know, you're able to give presentations, whether it's a sales presentation or if it's a company presentation within your own company. If you're having a staff meeting and you have a PowerPoint ready, you can easily broadcast it, have everybody view it from home, and call into a conference number and be able to, you know. Oh. So watch out, Emac people, because John just gave me something else. So now we're going to uh -oh. have like PowerPoint presentations <laughs> in board meetings. It'll just go. There you go. They just love it when they get new ideas for the board meetings, and especially now, you know. Yeah. John, do you think maybe this might become part of the new normal? I mean, I don't. I wonder if more people will stay home. Well, I, you know, I will say one thing: if if you if in five years we look back on this. Uh, you're going to see that this was kind of a pivotal time in in the way people work. Mm -hmm. Now, whether it's going to become the norm, I'm not so sure. But, you know, companies are certainly going to start looking at this as a way to save money because mm -hmm. it doesn't cost them as much uh, once you're set up at home to have them have you work remotely. You so know I think they'll be more open to remote workers. Yesterday, Rachel, who was our therapist, she was a psychotherapist, uh, LSW and uh, MSW. Um, she did our four o'clock meeting for us. And one of the things she said, which was a very interesting, thought provoking question, 
was, I can't wait to get back to normal. I can't wait to get back to normal. What is normal? Yeah. You want to go back to working 12 hours a day, have your head in your phone all the time. You know, think about what it is you're, you want from your life going back to that because, you know, now it is, we are working from home. It is different. It's unusual, but we're all together, like with right. your families, yeah. with, you know, or if you're in an apartment with roommates and you, it's, it's different. And what do you really want normal to be like? Do you want to go back to that where you're pulling your hair out and going crazy and running, 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 running all the time? Or is that not really what you want anymore? So it was, it's a great time to think about, will this become a new normal work-wise, but also what is, what do you want for your new normal? Because now's a great right. time to reinvent that new normal yeah. when you go back. Yeah, that's right. It's true. Or I live on a street. Re-enter, not go back, re-enter. Yeah, I thought there was like a meme or something uh, where uh, there was a picture of before coronavirus, everybody's on their phone after everyone's out walking together. And I live on a street <laughs> where people tend to walk. It's been like crazy. I see multiple families all walking down the street. We say we're like, it's like the boardwalk on our street. We're seeing people we've never seen before. Yeah, right. everywhere. We're like, oh, OK. And, you know, it's really funny because like they'll stop and talk, but they're on either side of the street. And so it's even funnier than when you can't, it, it, it's really interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's getting it people, you know, uh, you know, more in touch with their own family. If you think about it, you know, we're all not running in 15 different directions. Uh, and it's, it, I think it's, you know, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, the older times when, you know, you spent more time at home with your family. Right. Uh, so it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Right. And I really like the takeout thing, you know, because I'm home, but I still don't have to cook. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Ray's not cooking for you? Come on. <laughs> Ray is, I'm telling you, Ray is in, in banking right now. It is not where you, it is not a career you want to be in at the current moment. And yeah, that's right. um, he's working more now than he has worked in like the last three to four months. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. He, and, Working from home, you know, we joke each other. We crack, we like crack jokes about the traffic jam on the steps when he's going down and I'm coming back up. And, you know, but he, he like will check his email and then I'm like, I'll see him at two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'll be like, Hey, do you, did you have lunch? No. You know, it's like, <laughs> 630 comes, Ray, do you want to have dinner? I don't know. Hold on. I got to finish an email. We yeah. sit there, we'll be sitting there watching our shows at night. Like we've always done. And, um, he'll be like, the phone will ding. And then he leaves the room and I'm like, where'd you go? And he's doing emails again. And, uh, <laughs> It's, it's, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, yeah. he can go back to work when things go, but I, I kind of like this. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, and it's, yeah, you do have to watch your time and, you know, it's easy to work more hours when you're at home yes. because, you know, it, it, so you really have to, I mean, we kind of schedule breaks here because uh, my wife is working from my home. My son and my daughter are both here. So we'll go out for a walk for 15 minutes just to yeah. take a break. Because, yeah. you know, we're, you know, or eat lunch together, even because it's too hard. It's, it's, I mean, it's very easy not to do that. Yeah. Right. It is very easy to go yeah. into your separate workspaces and just stay there and not. All day, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this on the, the get together yesterday. And I learned this because I do work from home. And I was joking with someone. I'm like, I have these two interlopers now in my office, my husband <laughs> and my daughter. I'm like, get out. This is my space. But uh, you have to get up in the morning. I made myself after a while. I noticed, you know, you got to get up in the morning. You got to shower. Get a, you know, yeah. if you wear makeup, put makeup on. But if not, yeah. if you work from home and you do, you get like, you know, the sweatpants and you don't shower, I think it can feed into like a feeling. And I think yeah. it's important to pretend this really is an office and you're going to work. Yes. Yeah. 
It's funny. Right. We'll both be making coffee in the kitchen, and then I have to come back upstairs and he's in the dining room, and I'll kiss him. I go, "I always kiss you before I leave for work." Goodbye. You know, like kind yeah. <laughs> of do what little things are normal to crack jokes. You know, yeah, that's, right. that's a good so. So we're close to the end of our podcast, but I did want to let everybody know about our, we are still using Zoom, John, sorry, but we're going to keep using Zoom. Because I started out on something. I know, I tried, this is number two. I already started out on one that I didn't like. So then John's like, try Zoom, it's great. So I put Zoom on and that. Um, So on Monday the 6th, we have Alicia Irvis from Alicia Irvis Oh, I'm going to get her. I'm going to get it wrong. I'm sorry, Alicia. But anyway, she is um, rocking the marketing, social media. Um, mm-hmm. She's going to talk to us about, you know, how to maybe re-message or keep your message out there when things are not as they had been in the past. So a new way of keep continuing your social media, your um, marketing and that kind of stuff to position mm-hmm. yourself to, as Eric Anderson said in our first one, position yourself to emerge strongly yeah. um, when when we re-enter the world. Um, so that's on Monday the 6th. On Thursday the 9th, we have at 4 o'clock, we have Scott Bliss from Sandler Training. And he's going to, and I just got the subject yesterday, but about how do you, how do you want to bring yourself into this as a leader? And it, not necessarily as a leader or as a manager. Um, you know, yes, do you, how do you want to be a leader for your team? But how do you want to be a leader coming out of this? How do you want to show your strengths and encourage people to be the best they can be and productive in any aspect that they're encountering now and when we, again, when we re-enter? And that's our four o'clock, so bring a drink and snacks. And Scott, if anybody's ever met Scott before, he's really entertaining and fun. Um, So that'll be really great. Um, and then on Monday, the 13th, we have Kathleen Connolly from Linda Berry McCormick, Esther Brooke and Cooper. She's going to be going over. She and I are going to do a question and answer type um, presentation. And she's going to be going over all the new employment laws, which mm. with this, there have been a lot of new employment laws. So she's going to be going over all of that with us. And then on the 16th, we have Kevin Muldowney, um, CPA, who is going to go over some of the new accounting laws and and information like that. And again, Kevin is quite hysterical and loves a happy hour. So he's, <laughs> it's not going to be boring accounting. It's going to be accounting with Kevin, which is completely different. And um, I don't know our exact podcast dates. Oh, wait, I do. I do. Um, we have another podcast on the 24th. And we, we are work, we're getting a confirmation from our guest, but that is going to be very exciting if he does not have to go to court that day and testify for someone. Um, so... Uh, I know that sounds creepy. It's not creepy, but that, he's like, I'm not sure if I have to be in court that day. It's been canceled a number of times, but we're not sure what's going on right now. So um, we're waiting to hear back from him, but it's, it should be Randy Polikins from um, Freeman LLC. If, as long as he's available. So, um, and we're working on all that. So that's what's going on here at Ena. Um, sure. John, thank you. for this great information. I hope, really I, hope, I hope people like it. Uh, you know, I try to give as much uh, good information that I can because it's hard to navigate the technical waters sometimes. Yeah, it is. And, and I, you know what? I have decided there are certain things in life. I'm a smart person. There are certain things in life I don't have to know because I know who does. Right. So mm-hmm. That's the key to my success. I do too. No. It's my engineers. It's not me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I happen to know your engineers and I agree. I call yeah. them when I have a real question. <laughs> yeah, they're excellent. Yeah. 
So, and Kendra, you are kicking butt on our social media. So thank you very much for all of that. We we appreciate all that you're doing. And um, if anybody has any information they need to get to us to get out for the chamber, you can email me at director at emacc.org. And if you have a social media post tag at emacnj and we will share it. Yes. We'll help you get your message out. Yeah. And um, the office phone is being transferred to my house. So mm-hmm. we can still call us if you need to. The phone does not ring much. You can still call us if you need to, 732-741-0055. And with that, it is 10. I want to say thank you so much. And um, this was different, very distracting for me, I have to say. Next time, yeah, I know I like the studio better, but for now it works. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye.